Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about short session games. Short session games, he says. Yes. Or games that take a really short amount of time to run. When he says short amount of time, it doesn't mean the same thing as what you think it means. Well, you're right. Because everybody has their idea of what a game session or an adventure, whatever you call it, should last. Right. How long it should take to run the game. Now, you know, we've talked about in the past when we used to have conventions, physical conventions here in the Northern California. We were pretty lucky. We have a lot of conventions here. Well, not a lot. Three, but at least four, 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 maybe some more, at least four conventions. And they really let you almost all of them. I think all of them run games from four hours to even Dungeon Con could let you run a 12 hour game. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that if you run a game for one of those conventions, you can get into it for free. But you have to have a certain amount of hours or people at your table to to justify them letting you get in for free, right? Right. They give you the they they waive the entrance fee, right? Yes. Right. If you run a certain amount of hours. Now, in the past, I think most of them were like, if you run a game, you can get in for free. But then some people were kind of like gaming the system, and they would run really short games with real few players. The convention staff were like, well, you know, a four-hour game for four players is that worth whatever they charge to get in? And some people have decided, well, you need to run 32 hours of player time or whatever it is, 40 hours. And then someone goes onto a spreadsheet and calculates that out, how many players you need and how long the game has to be. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a spreadsheet. You're right. I've done that before. I like, oh, so I run a six-hour, six-player game. And I usually go over. Usually I run in the evening. I run in the evening, which usually I like starting around five or six that way I can go to midnight and midnight's not too late. And he, he likes him to be the last game in the room. That way right. if he goes if he goes past midnight, nobody's going to complain. Right. Correct. So most games, most gaming conventions do not have program games that start at midnight. Back when I was younger, there was quite a few that started at midnight. There was like midnight. That was because all of you old guys were a lot younger then. Yes. <laughs> there was like midnight Deadlands, midnight with this, midnight D&D. And they were get, and some games would run from you know, like six o'clock at night to six o'clock in the morning. And I think that had a lot to do with the fact that people didn't actually get a hotel room and they needed to stay have somewhere <laughs> to be for those particular hours. That, I don't think that happened, but maybe it could be true. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Yeah, I never thought about that. We're lucky again that we can run a game at any of almost any length we want. But a lot of places, and I mean a lot of places, I mean almost everywhere else. They they figured out that a four hour session game session is a perfect slot because that way they can run like three games in a in a day at least at that table at or that room. table in that room. Well, most places don't have private rooms, so which is crazy. I've never been to a convention where they don't. So well, let's go to Southern California. When Not we, right now. <laughs> yeah, Post COVID. So you're right. Uh, Jolinda has. <laughs> can you? But you can. Can you? You probably can't. Even I've imagine. seen. I've seen video of it, and is is that the way that that Sean runs the convention? No, no. A... Well, Sean. Okay, Sean, who runs Big Bad Con, in the early days, he he ran a game. He his convention was small, and there's money involved in how much space you can get, and so he would run a, in a large hall, 
and have multiple tables in in the in the room. In fact, that's the first time I saw pictures of that. Right. Because I had never seen that before, and because we're spoiled here. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked all about it, and he goes, "Oh, that's the normal way," and I'm all, "There's a normal way." <laughs> we're having normal. <laughs> so, but. No, that was the first time I saw pictures of that. And, yeah. and, but I've seen lots of pictures since then, having talked to a bunch of different people because of my husband and his podcast. Um, Our podcast. But it's very interesting to think about, if you think about running a game in a room full of people and you're at a table and there's a table next to you. And I have been at these when we played Adventures League. Or, yes, and yes. and that was at Pacific Con right. and even at, at at KublaCon where the Adventures League and you're all in this huge room and it's louder than anything I've ever heard. Right. That is that is a normal RPG experience, which is which is crazy because the energy in the room is so high because all these people are so excited, but it's really really loud. Yes, and it's really hard to concentrate on your game. On your game, right? And that is one of the. Uh, problems right and so sean back in when he was he still has the room with a large group of tables in it but he tried to mitigate that by putting up these heavy curtains in between right. people and just to muffle the sound but you know it really doesn't work but it, it just, does help it does help it, it a little bit i guess yeah the, the classic example was when when i first started going to gaming conventions the first one was pacific con they would have these conference rooms and they would have Three to four tables in a, in a and it was it wasn't a huge conference room, right? Uh, but there were the smaller ones. It wasn't a huge hall like like let's say the conference, uh, a convention center hall. But I remember getting to, not fights, but getting to yelling matches with other tables. Hey, turn it! Can you guys be quiet over there? Hey, can you? And they yell back, back and forth. Hey, you're being too loud. Can you keep it down? And I'm like, wow, you know that. So those days are pretty much over, though. Not too long ago, I got stuck at KublaCon into a. So they still put two games in a room sometimes. Well, because there's a they have a lot of people. They have a lot of people. Yeah. They, you know, when you have three thousand person convention, you know you're looking for space. I was running my my Monterey Dresden game, and I had Jonah, and I had uh, Greg, and I had you know a couple of the people. My friend Jonah can be very loud. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they were excited, right? They were having fun, yes. and they were yelling, and they're like, "Yeah!" And and one lady who wasn't the, <laughs> wasn't the GM came over and goes, "Oh, you know, I know you guys are having a lot of fun, but can you keep it down? You know, we're trying to play a game." And they were trying to play these a, days. These days, they would call her a Karen. By the way, <laughs> I don't know about that, but I can understand that because that guy was trying to run like I a, understand. a it was vampire a very game, quiet game, a vampire game where the real interpersonal relationships and all this stuff. And my game was this rip-roaring adventure of trying to find uh, the, the the ghost of the old fisherman, right, or something like that. So, And then when they figured stuff out, that was when the, the, the table, literally the whole table, erupted with applause because, like, they had figured out the... the because the that's issue. really, that's the thing when you're role-playing his Dresden games, when you do figure out, or any game where you're doing an investigation, when you finally figure out what's going on, you're very excited. <laughs> well, what was funny about that is because they were like, they were like, I had given them almost all, I didn't know, I had given them all the clues and a couple other ones that just, I had at the top of my head. I'm like, other than telling them what was going on, I, I couldn't come up with an idea. And they're like, they're, they're, they're literally almost tearing their hair out. And then Jonah is the one who had the epiphany as one would say, and he yelled it out, and then everyone goes, yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> I should really have filmed that, but it was a great moment. Anyway, so 
that's the environment that most people have is this large convention hall and you're a table round or whatever it is and you have other game tables around you which you know which is fine but they want you to run a four-hour game which is not fine for Saul because Saul doesn't do anything in four hours (laughs) so it is hard it is hard to to and then you know if you if you run a game that short one you probably have to play test it numerous times because you got to get that that timing down right you got to get because because i've running game i'm not running games i played in games where people gms have run out of time right? and then they have to tell you what happened yes which, which is always which is which is cool. fine and people are excited to hear it but it's not the same as figuring it out and actually going through the experience yourself right yes, right so that's what you don't want to happen and you know and i don't fault people for going over because a lot of people are love their game and just so you know, Saul said this episode is about running a short session. But what he meant was a four-hour session for a convention or somewhere where you have to do a four-hour session, or right. you only have four hours to run to run. But the then whole the second adventure. part of it is three four-hour sessions to run the adventure, right. which is what we do on our Friday nights group. Right. We instituted that because just so we could get more games in, and and the problem is that even three four-hour sessions, which is twelve hours of playtime, eh. There's a little bit of wiggle room as if that's actual all playtime because we kind of goof off sometimes and, and sometimes they goof off all the time. And there's a little bit, you know, it's just, you know, there's little breaks here and there. But but let's say 12 hours a session. Even then, it's hard to get a single adventure in in that 12 hours. Right. But let's deal with so what so what do we what do we talk what do we do? Let's let's start with the 12 hour one because it's a little bit longer. I think in the 12 hour session, time dictates the encounters, right? If you're running a, a typical, let's say, Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons usually deals with encounters because it's you know like a combat-heavy game or could be. So encounters, how long does it take to deal with an encounter? Now, if it's a combat encounter in D and D, Dungeons and Dragons, it might take a while, right? If it's uh, if it's an investigation game, it may take a little bit less time because you know if you're role-playing questions and asking people this or or finding clues or more time if they can't figure out what the clues are then there's that there's the number of encounters how many how, how many encounters you're going to put into the game to figure out to finish the adventure with however that is uh there's that type of encounters we, we just mentioned those and how complex the encounters are because like in, the problem with investigation games is that sometimes players don't get the answer or the clues they, it doesn't work and you're and they're and they're they're taking a lot of time. That's not necessarily on the players, by the way. No, no. Sometimes GM. You know, the thing is that that GMs think, oh, this sh- it should be an easy clue to figure out, and they'll get the answer, and because and then they'll move on to the next thing. It doesn't always work that way because what you think is a good clue, other people are going, what does he mean or what does she mean? Right. Because like I ran a what was that name of that game that I made up? So the name of the show is Carnival Roll. After much delay, and uh, and I ran that game because I go I had this great idea. I I thought it was a great idea. I, I let's just say I had an idea to run a game in that setting, and I used the uh, the free league uh, 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 system. And he made up his own stuff. To yeah, go I with made it. Up my own stuff, and then and people made characters, and boom, and we played the game. And I thought uh, my plan was to run this at a convention, and you know a six hour time slot. And uh, online, I so think he it, thought that we would be able to do it in two nights. Didn't actually, work. I thought you could do it in one. 
<laughs> didn't work because I was gonna run. I was thinking about running it for, for well, I was gonna run it for a convention. So we didn't get his clues at all. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna run the con- at a convention in May. That convention got canceled due to COVID, and so I I was gonna offer it to the people who signed up for it uh, online to run it online. And I go, well, let me play it first. Let me play it with my friends first. And I think we took three sessions. Yes. And so I was like, man. We took three sessions. And it wasn't that we didn't get his clues. We were really slow on getting what they what what we were supposed to do. And we didn't necessarily do what he thought we were going to. <laughs> never. That never happens. But I wasn't. I, I remember the way I run games is I present problems. I don't know the solutions. Some of the solutions that they had were very complicated. And they were. They were like doing things that I hadn't expected, even though I don't pres- I don't have the solution in my head. Of course, I already come up with a solution in my head, even though I don't want to. And the solutions that they were coming up with were like, wow, that's really weird, really intricate and time consuming. <laughs> so my four hour game became 12 hour game. And we were role playing a lot in that game, too, so. which was fun. Exactly. Exactly. But but the timing, you know, getting that pace down and stuff, it was it's really hard to do. And but I know because it wasn't on a, uh, it was not on a time limit. You know, I didn't care. But right. I, but remember, I was trying to run this game in a six hour session in real time, and uh, it didn't work it for didn't work. Uh, on online. But the thing is, is that we've learned a lot from switching to this three session yes. thing because. Even our most recent one that is being run, I got an email saying, okay, this is what happened in the last game and this is what's going on now before we meet again, right? Right. And you have, you're traveling for one day. You can do whatever you want, but it can't be outside of your traveling part because this is where you are now when we start again, which I think our, our current GM figured out that if he wants to get through the adventure in three sessions <laughs> he's gonna have to you know he wants people to be involved during the week and he's not just on friday night <laughs> I, I didn't think of it that way you're right because he he basically we game ended right and we're on the road literally, yes right and he and he asked us before we you know, the, the session ended some people left the meeting the zoom meeting some of us were really tired some of us were still there and he goes oh he goes what do you guys think if we just like skip to the next day unless people do want to do something weird and then there was like three of us there were like yeah i don't care it's fine he goes okay i'll send out an email then that's the email i haven't actually i have not read that email i kind of saw it but i didn't read it but so that's true that's what he's doing right to he knows that the game is taking probably a little bit longer than he wished and role playing or or yeah exactly role playing in the face-to-face of the zoom meeting the traveling that that the one day of traveling aspect could take a while because you know people do things that you know oh just to you know well as i'm just role-playing and so they're gonna do weird things they're gonna they're gonna have weird strange conversations with each other and and that's gonna take up time and that's not gonna advance the adventure fast enough for him to get done in those three sessions so that's time management and that's I give him credit for that because uh, sometimes I think it's a great idea. Sometimes I don't do that when I should, especially in uh, in games where there's a lot of traveling. Now, not only traveling, but just I mean, if you're playing D and D, encounters can take a long time, right. and that by encounters I mean battles, right? And because everybody, even though they're six second session or six ses- six second 
rounds. Oh yeah, we, we took uh, uh, forty-five minutes to play eighteen seconds. Or, yes. Or or thirty seconds of of act. So that does happen. And uh, but I, I give Mike kudos for for doing that. Like for example, or for example, let's say we end up at a town at at the very end of our travels or for the night. You know, our real life night. And he goes, okay, great session. Uh, we'll pick up where we left off, right? But instead of doing that, he goes, okay. He emails everybody and goes, you know what? The, my session doesn't really have to deal with, or my adventure doesn't have to deal with the town, but I don't want to take that stuff away from you if you guys want to do stuff. So we can email each other. If you want to buy stuff, tell me what you want to buy, how much you want to pay, and then we'll go through that offline, offline sort of, uh, through email. And I've done that in the past where even in our regular game where we meet face-to-face just so we... I like to use the term hit the ground running because sometimes my group tends to have a little bit of a shopping problem, you know, <laughs> oh, let's go this, let's go do that. And then I'm like, everybody okay. wants to find a magical item. Let me tell you or, or whatever, you know, or all get- I want is healing potions. Cause you people are trying to kill me all the time. <laughs> so that would be one thing you could do in, not just in road travel, but, uh, but ending the adventure at a town and then saying, well, if there's some supplies or something weird you want to buy. Or if you want to ask somebody something. Right. That kind of stuff. And that, that works well, well, I think, for if you're playing online for these this short game of four-hour, three sessions, right? Right. So that's what you can do. There's all kinds of things you can do. Uh, you have quite a bit of time to play, and you have a lot of off time. So usually, uh, most people don't play every day on the same, same game. They may play different games every day but for the same game uh probably not it's you know usually it's once a week uh we play every other week uh, uh well some no, people play we, play we play every week but uh, usually it seems to me that people like playing every other week uh that's you know, because they have actual lives you know, yeah this family. well maybe not right now but <laughs> <laughs> and maybe not for the foreseeable future <laughs> so that's one way of mitigating that amount of time that that you can cut out of the face-to-face playing online and just keep the adventure going. Why I say that and why I emphasize that is because even though Saul is telling you time management and how to keep your encounters at a certain time frame, right? You cannot be looking at the clock. Well, as the GM, you probably can be looking at the clock. I've given, (laughs) I've given these people an hour to do all of these three things. Well, you know, that's not going to happen when you're even if you're running just for four people because they may want to go off on a tangent talking to a rock who knows what's going on because they think there's a wizard in the rock or something (laughs) (laughs) so um, i'm gonna say and that may sound weird to some people but it's true well the classic is you know when you describe something right because people people want to make the world real right and that's one of the things you do is to just be descriptive now if you're just trying this out and you hadn't done that before, they're like, oh, Saul, Saul's describing this rock. There's got to be a reason why he's describing this rock or this inn or this door or this or, gazebo or this bar or whatever it is. If I give too much detail and it's not something I usually do, but I'm trying to do, you know, change my change, you know, uh, turn over a new leaf or whatever. And I'm trying to implement this more visionary, more descriptive type of role playing. And all of a sudden they're like latching on to what I described. They're like, there's something about that rock. Right. We need to figure out what it is. And you know, the, Saul's like sitting there going, 
I should have described that rock. Yeah. Or, in his even, head. or even <laughs> describe, let's say, a bartender, right? Yes. I usually don't d- describe bartenders, but let's say I'm, you know, I'm going through the descriptive phase of, oh, the bartender is a is a is a woman in her mid thirties. You know, she's dressed this way, she has her hair this way, and I'm like, oh, okay, know. there's something about this bartender yeah, we well, need why, to figure why out. Why does he is. have so many details? She one, she wouldn't have a name, and two, she definitely wouldn't have a description about her, uh, about how she looks. So there's just something about her that we got to figure out. So which could take. 45 <laughs> minutes to discover nothing or something if you're you know fast thinking uh gm and you, hey you know she's the she's the uh, mage in disguise so exactly we have you just ways of mitigating that kind of stuff in a three session 12 hour game right but you can't do that in a four hour no. game four hour session now that has to be a tightly run session and if you want to go to it uh, what is it not a logical con- conclusion but a satisfying conclusion right you, you know you want the, the players not to leave the table going. virtual or otherwise going oh yeah that was really fun but I, you know, I'm sad I ran out of time I wish we would have figured it out to the end or gotten to the end and that's tough I think a four hour session I don't think I've ever run a four hour session that ended in four hours and I don't think you've ever run a four hour session to a conclusion and like I said the closest I ever got was a three, three session uh, uh, carnival role game and I really liked that game. I liked the setting, and I thought it was a pretty good idea. And uh, and you guys were having it seemed like they were having a lot of fun. But if I was to run that at a, at a convention, I definitely would have to compress or not be so open ended in my in my clues. Right, the clues have to really be. Not, I'm not saying an arrow written on the ground or glowing on the ground. But yes, but pretty damn close. Yeah. But right? that so if you're running a four hour session, then you're really gonna want to have like a. It's like writing an essay, right? There's an introduction, there's right. a conclusion, and there's three acts. And these three acts better take three hours, one hour each. Right. Certain games, uh, it would be really difficult to run a a game like that way. But, you know, well, how long was those games that we played when we were playing in the, the organized play? They were like four-hour games, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, but they have specific things that you're doing in those. Yeah, that's true. Which... Okay, and this is going to, and I know we talk a lot about railroadie or not railroadie, <laughs> but if you're playing in a four hour game, I would hope it would be railroadie in a way because you need to know that you're going to get to that conclusion, right? Right. I think, yes. I think when people run those kind of games, they really are railroadie. Now, I know some people out there, you know, I'm not going to. I got to admit that some people out there are, are really, what is it? They're role-playing geniuses, right? GMs, because they'll come up with just a few notes and run a game, right? And it'll come to a logical conclusion, a satisfactory conclusion. And those people I must applaud because there's no freaking way I can do that. Well, Morgan ran that four hours yeah. to Reno game. Yeah. And, that was, and that was in one session. But it was four hours to Reno. <laughs> yes, and it was it was yeah, and it was a uh, he says he's run it a bunch of times, and every time he's run it, different things happen, right? Yes, but so he's one of those GMs that's really good at that. Like you know, you, I present you this situation, you're gonna do what you're gonna do, this and whatever happens is gonna be what happens, right? Right. But he has specific things, and since it's a written adventure, he knows. How long was Shannon's game with the with the one with the the, we late, did the cabin? Two sessions. That was two sessions. Yeah, long. yeah. I remember we stopped for okay. So that wasn't a one session. I think the only one session, true one session game has been. Four Hours to Reno. 
for our Serena, yeah, by Morgan. I think we he well, even when we ra- even when we did that one game where um, we had to were the the Lindworm was it the Lindworm? Yeah, but that was multiple sessions too. Well, we were supposed to do it in three sessions, but we had to add an extra session because the first session it took us so long to figure out what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was three session game. You're right. But it was four sessions because... And I think it was a little bit longer, though. We, re- we played like five hours. That was supposed to be in three acts. So so there's a lot of things, ways you can do things like you have these acts. That right? was That's a GM-less like, game, too, though. Huh? Well, it was supposed to be, although Bay had to yeah. be a GM, sort of. So Honorary GM. Yes. <laughs> but no, you so, so it can be done. But Morgan had run that game a couple times before, too. And he's used to running in shorter slots. Time right. frames, I, think I think he ran I'm trying to remember, he ran this one called uh had to do with the cruise also called Cthulhu game and I think he did it in one day I wasn't in that one yeah no that was that was the actual in-person game. yes that was actually in-person game but I'm trying to remember do have we run has other than that game that's the only, the only game that we've only run one session and How, did concluded? you run your alien game in one session yes yeah so. at Cowie's house right yeah. and uh, and at conventions yeah but the first time you ran that game, it went way over the six-hour <laughs> slot. I don't remember. Because I was, I was, it was right here, so we didn't have a hotel room. Oh, we were coming right. home, home, and so I was sitting in the room trying not to fall asleep for the last hour, like at one o'clock in the morning, and it was supposed to be over at midnight. So I, my six-hour time slot went to seven hours. At least. But there was a lot of players in that game. Yes, because you couldn't turn anybody away. And there was a lot of, um, it's a very, even, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good game. It's, it's a, Yeah, that's a good game. I ran my, my Tales of the Loop, went pretty quick. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't there for that, I don't think. It can be done, but usually it takes more than one session. So if you have to do a four-hour game, there have to be ways to, you really have to make sure that people are, going and i guess it depends on the system right so there's all kinds of stuff you you have to consider when you're running a four-hour session uh if it's D D, having a lot of combat encounters is not going to work right maybe two two maybe three encounters but and it all depends on how big the battles are right uh feng shui the battles uh, can be pretty extensive but they usually also take a long time well because they have the turn order thing or yeah, the, the shot turn clock. shot clock yeah yeah but then let's say traveler, traveler combat because it's super deadly. It's not gonna, it's not gonna take a long time before somebody goes, "Holy crap, I'm gonna die" or "I'm gonna go down." Because I think I somebody got shot in our traveler game, right? Yeah. And they went down hard. So I'm like, I think it was me. So, so the the system does matter in this case because uh, depending on what kind of what kind of encounters you want to run and like D and D encounters. Uh, combat encounters they cannot be big and it can be extensive and they can't be too many in a four-hour time slot like savage worlds is supposed to be fast and furious so they have this idea that the the whole idea there's three acts there's a beginning introduction there's the three encounters acts and then there's the conclusion so the conclusion and i mean the beginning introduction and conclusion are each a half hour and each act uh, encounter is an hour so that's what they gauge with so th- you know, they so, say- so then you have to be a really smart GM when you realize that your encounter is going to go over three hours. Then you need to suddenly, you know, send in ninjas to help your fighters kick right. the butts of these people or whatever. Right? Something happens, right? Uh, types of games, right? So another thing is, that what kind of game is it? 
for me, I, you know, these are just really broad things I came up with. One is combat game, right? Combat heavy, uh, just combat heavy games. Another one is investigation, and another one is exploration. So, and then no game is going to be just one. It usually just a mixture of the, those. But I think each one is going to is going to take a little bit different amount of time than the other. I always think combat is going to take longer than most other things. It's because it's you play a lot of D and D where it's simulation, and right. it, it does take a long time. Right. Where other games are not. So, so I think when uh, if you're not playing D and D or any uh, simulationist type combat game uh, like Pathfinder or anything similar. Uh, Starfinder, for that matter, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, it's gonna take a long time. So, if you're gonna have a lot of combat, you're probably not gonna have a lot of investigation or exploration. And and investigation time time is uh, is interesting because sometimes what you think is gonna take ten minutes ends up taking thirty minutes. So then you have to adjust your timetables and stuff like that to get the game to its a good conclusion. So I think the ultimate thing is you got to be mindful of how much ga- how much how much time it's taking for your encounters to go through. Now, if there is a uh, if one encounter takes too long, then you know you got to be able to sacrifice an encounter and say, you know what, I'm not going to get to that uh, encounter and go through it. Right? There's all kinds of solutions to that, right? Instead of going through the encounter, you have the person who whatever is happening in that encounter like you're supposed to talk to somebody or you're supposed to get to someplace well suddenly you get there you make it oh okay well it's been a day you're here nothing bad happened on the way here and you meet this woman and then she just tells you the whatever she was supposed to tell you right and oh i'm glad to see you i'm so glad you got here yes instead of you know instead of you having to go through that whole hour which you don't have the time to do right for them to get to that place you just speed it up and you give right. them the information i think we talked about it in the past it sounds familiar but let's say your people are burning through your encounters right mm-hmm. yeah have a little extra encounters that you can just add in for whatever reason and they don't have to be important to the main plot but just as a as a what as an it? aside as an aside or as a as a something to take up time take up time and entertain the players and come up usually this would be like a, a combat encounter because those are easiest to insert but also just uh, red herrings that they can come up with and just be sure that that doesn't take up too much time. What most people do who run four hour sessions and it's a tight game, they'll have like five encounters, right? And then, and then they're willing to sacrifice. You know, they really want to run one, one, three, run three encounters, but they're, and they're willing to sacrifice one encounter for time's sake or add more encounters. If it, the players are burning through stuff, right? Sometimes that happens to me uh, when I was running, uh, I forget what game it was. A lot of times it was space opera. They would just burn through the encounter. Well, a lot of times players do things that you weren't expecting them to, and they Correct. get to the they get to where they are supposed to end up a lot faster than you think they will. Right. So it's always good to have, and we've talked about it before, you should always have extra encounters ready. Right. And, and if not necessarily written down, but definitely in your mind. And encounter, something that makes sense, you know. Hopefully, unless you're playing some bizarro game that doesn't and nothing makes sense, like you know, <laughs> what's that? Uh, Torg the eternity. And like I said, you can introduce a rock into a situation, <laughs> and if you make the rock sound more most exciting, then they may talk to the rock for forty five minutes. So just I'm just saying, 
and I'm, I'm by rock i don't mean an actual rock i mean you know there's a wizard on the road or oh. or you know i thought you were talking about the actor <laughs> well that would be good too <laughs> for you maybe okay so i think that the, what ultimately is you gotta for a four-hour session you really have to plan you should play test it before you put it like at a convention uh, in a convention setting or even not even just a con- well any convention like an online convention online or convention. or something yeah you definitely want to play test it because it's easy if you you can have a four-hour encounter that will last eight hours right yes. if 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 allowed to right yeah if there's a time limit time uh, limits usually, are hard for role-playing yes, games yes uh but like i was telling Jolene, i think most most conventions across the country that's what they do because that way they can have that table can be occupied three times during the day. Well, and I think that the um, Adventures League, when we played it, yes, the they make those encounters, they they build them so that they're shorter, right? Right. Because that way, because they're going through a season each year, or and so they have certain things written out, and each week you're supposed to do this or where whenever you meet. Yeah, usually in the order it's order you want, really. Yeah, so that makes it that it's built that way. Yeah, and I think that's a pretty good model. And I think they can download them. I don't know if they charge Well, you can them. always go, or I know they're playing them online now. So you can always go and check, it out. and check it out because that way it would give you an idea of how how they do it. That way you could do the four hours. Right. Maybe. Yeah. No, when we go to conventions every once in a while, we'll play an organized game. And right, they're, they're in four-hour time slots. I really, really wanted to play the Starfinder one. So we did. And... It we turned out to be it turned combat. it turned out to be really difficult for me because they brought out space combat with weird rules and that was just too much for me at night. So, yeah, well, that was a, that was an introductory adventure to give you everything that you know, like an introduction to everything from combat to investigation to space combat and and etc. But yeah, right. I I think it was late, and you were like when when the <laughs> when the graph paper came out, and we were doing the little uh, the ship. Uh, they were right. They were doing triangles, and Felipe was talking about things that I'm like going. I have no clue as to what the, you people are talking about. I I just couldn't. I couldn't at handle nine it. o'clock at night. Yeah, no. it was a long day. I mean, at conventions by nine o'clock, you know, you've been up, uh, you know, probably since six, especially you. And so that's a long day. Yeah. Think about your four-hour slot and work with that. And this is definitely not for campaigns. This is just for if you have a time slot that you right. have to do four hours. Because most role-playing players, on your normal adventures, yeah. you're in a campaign and it's going to take you a year. Or even if it's a one-shot, a lot of players, will, a lot of DMs will go, well, I expect this to be four hours, but we can play, you know, because the people are at home, unless they, like... They're playing right before they got to go to work or something, which I don't know why some people would do, but but most people will be willing to play a little bit over, right? Except for like us, you know, we were playing last night, and Jim had to go to work the next morning. That well, six. we were in different time zones too. Yes, Jim is a couple hours ahead of yeah, us. And he's uh, yeah, he's a couple hours ahead of us. So we were ending at ten. It was midnight for him. Yes, so and he had to get up and go to work at six. six. And I had been up since five because I had to get up to go to work at five, and you had been up longer than that so uh since 2 30 did i take a nap no oh, so so there's all kinds of different things that go into how long you can play your game right if your players are falling asleep you know you may have need to, to have another session 
So if you think that six hour, uh, six hours, if you think a short session isn't doable or you don't think it'll be fun, check it out, try it out, uh, run a game, and uh, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised that it's a really good way to play games that you don't normally play too. That's good. Yes, it's not a lot, yeah. huge time investment. Right. There you go. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul, Angeline. You have a good day.